Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kropp. There we go. That button thing again. Great to have you with us today, friends. I am your benevolent dictator talk show host who takes an enormous risk, as Rush used to say, on Fridays to let you guys call and talk about whatever you want to talk about. And it's really easy on Freedom Fridays, as I have called it for many years now. Just You just pick up the phone and call. 503-589-1220. That's the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. So, yesterday, at the legislature, we were in the war room at the Ike Box yesterday, and those of you who didn't show up missed it. What you missed was the dancing that the advocates and the bureaucracies engaged in uh, the fanciful global warming lie, as I call it, you missed the dancing that they did in a public hearing. We got to watch it real time. Now, what am I talking about? Hmm? What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about in 2021, legislature passed House Bill 2021, which was this massive reduction in greenhouse gas emissions when it comes to producing electricity. In fact, the ambitious goal is that within 17 years from now, The, well, the law says is that all the utilities are going to have to generate electricity for you and I that is 100% carbon free by 2040. 100% carbon free. That's what the law says. They were updating this legislative committee on that in the Senate. Now, here's what's interesting. All of them, whether it was the Department of Education, um, not not education, excuse me, Department of Energy, ODE, the Public Utilities Commission, which kind of said, wink, wink, nod, nod, you know, we really can't enforce this until you give us the authority to enforce it on people like Northwest Natural Gas, which was there. Although they didn't speak, they were there in the room, I can guarantee you. Because the war is against carbon. But who was there were the public utilities. PGE, PPNL, Cub. They all thought it was wonderful. 
and they said, you know, we can get 50% reduction by 2025. That's only two more years, right? By 2025, we can get to 50% reduction. And then you had to start watching them dance. And the dance is kind of parsing their words about how they're going to get the other 50% in the remaining 15 years. And you know what I heard? I heard that, well, it's kind of going to be hard to get there the last 50% because we got to rely on technologies that basically don't exist yet. Did you hear that? In so many words, that's what they were saying. For us to get the other 50% of 100%, now listen to me carefully, greenhouse gas emission-free electricity in Oregon, to do that, We've got to kind of rely on technologies that are either not yet proven or don't even exist yet. But we know we can get there. That's what they said. Now, they have to say that because they're expecting massive subsidies from you and I, the taxpayer, to help them get there. Because it's been mandated by law, they have to get there. And that's why the PUC was in the room saying kind of wink, wink, nod, nod. You know, we we really are waiting for further direction from you guys about how we enforce this. See how the heavy hand of government works, right? It was fascinating to watch. It also was not good. But I will say that one of the interesting things that came out of this is a very quiet change in direction. Now, what am I talking about? Well, here's the quiet change in direction. The state of Oregon has been classifying our hydroelectric power. You know, off them big dams on the rivers? They've been classifying it as non-renewable. What? Yeah. For years now, the state of Oregon, through the Oregon Department of Energy and other entities, have been declaring that hydroelectric power is not renewable and doesn't qualify to meet these new renewable targets. Well, yesterday in their presentations, Oregon Department of Energy, well, they sort of had changed their tune a little bit. Because in their presentations, they were talking about small hydroelectric power. Huh? So here's how the scam is going to work, folks. They're going to extract more of your money over time to pay for a problem that doesn't really exist. 
that is made up by computer models that have been not a single one of them, not a single computer model predicting the climate and the climate catastrophes that Al Gore's been yelling about now for 20 years, not a single computer model, period, has been accurate. Not one. They tell us to trust the science. Sort of like with vaccines, right? Just trust the science. Well, here's the reality. The scam is that they're going to extract money from you to pay for these new technologies while very quietly allowing the utilities which have gone along willingly with this because government's the 800-pound gorilla in the room, the bully. They're going to quietly allow hydroelectric power to be added into the unattainable goal of 100% greenhouse gas-free electric emissions in delivering power to you. You mark my words, folks. Mark it down. This is February 3rd, 2023. Write it down. I'm not kidding. They have to, folks. It's the only way that they can claim victory. It's the only way they can justify what's coming. Now, what's coming? Well, I'll tell you. California-style rules and regulations that are going to impact your home, your business. What am I talking about? It's called radio programmable thermostats. You know how California is dealing with the brownout problem? Because they don't have enough electrical power. You know how they're dealing with it? You have to put a radio programmable thermostat hooked into the internet or by radio waves that allows the government, your public utility, to adjust the temperature in your home without your knowledge or against your will. That's what they're doing in California. You can bet that's going to happen here. Because what's going to happen is the same thing that's happening in California. Because we're doing away with reliable energy. And the tacit admission yesterday in listening to these both bureaucrats and the PUCs or the, um, the utilities regulated by the PUC, the tacit admission is that they're still going to have to rely on some <clears throat> carbon-produced power to meet the load demands that happen when Solar and wind is not enough. Folks, they mark it, write it down. February 3rd, 2023. I predicted. They're going to have to reclassify hydroelectric power. It is the only way. The only way. They're going to get. To their goal. Now. Um, should we shoot down, by the way, this Chinese in, uh, spy balloon? 
Well, a story just hit about Canada is monitoring a potential second incident of Chinese spy balloons. Now, the Chinese are saying, well, yeah, they're, 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 they're ours and they're up there, but they're just weather balloons. <laughs> you think we should shoot it down and confirm it? Well, the Pentagon's saying, no, we're not going to shoot it. We considered shooting it down, but we're not going to shoot it down. And you know why we're not going to shoot it down? Because it might, it might, you know, falling debris might hurt somebody. Folks, this Chinese spy balloon that's over America right now, not the one over Canada, because apparently there's more than one now. This Chinese balloon is over North Dakota. What are the odds that if they shot it down, it would hit anything except dirt and maybe a jackrabbit? Now, this has Hunter Biden written all over it, doesn't it? Got a great email from Paul about professional sports script scripted. He said, morning, Jeff. You brief brief briefly touched on a subject that I've been talking about for quite a while yesterday morning. I'll only cite a couple of examples and let you and your listeners be judged. Number one, Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins at Daytona just five months after his father died there by passing six cars in six laps, which is not very common. Number two, the New York Yankees miraculously made it into the 2001 playoffs after having a mediocre season. But this was not a bad thing, considering the country desperately needed something to rally around after September 11th. I'm not done. Back in a moment. It's 6.20. Amanda Smith joins us in a new segment here every week. Amanda Smith's going to be joining us to talk about local stuff. And she joins us in just a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to be with us on Freedom Friday here on Political Coffee. It's really what we what we mean by Freedom Fridays. You get to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today. Now, hold your calls for a moment because we're going to. Well, we do something. We're, we're going to do something different. We're going to start a new segment on this radio show because I don't want it to be stale and old and you guys get bored with how I do things. Every week, we're going to bring on Amanda Smith. Uh, of Amanda and Terry to talk about, well, stuff that's happening. We're going to do that in just a moment, but I got to remind you of something that is really important is that Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, is in fact a contractor that you can absolutely trust to come into your home and do a great job working on your home, remodeling, very high quality remodeling of, say, your kitchen or maybe your bathroom. And you know, if you've ever done one of those and they don't turn out right, man, it makes your life miserable. I know, because I did it, and it made my life miserable, and I was doing the work, too, and I got to tell you, you don't get that with Eric Azer, so go to his website, righteousrenovations.com, check it out, you'll see it for yourself, don't take my word for it, 
take the words and the great photos of before and after projects and the words of very satisfied customers. RighteousRenovations.com. I, I got to finish this email by Paul. It says, I'm going to save the best for last. This is about professional sports being scripted. It says, yes, I'm a Seahawks fan. Super Bowl 40. Do a YouTube, YouTube search for blown calls in Super Bowl 40. The officials. The whole storyline of that game was that Jerome Bettis was playing his last game in front of his hometown crowd at the Silver Dome in Detroit, and he was named Super Bowl MVP. Someone please tell me again how professional sports isn't fixed based on a current thing. That's a fair question to ask, Paul. So let me ask Amanda Smith. She joins us right now. Amanda, do you think, I'm just throwing this at you. You had no idea I was going to talk about this. <laughs> Welcome, by the way. Great to have you with us. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, you think professional sports can be scripted? You know, two NFL players came out, a retired one and an active player the other day on a podcast and said that the NFL is scripted. I mean, I guess it's, I, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. Now, why do you say that? Because there's so many people that watch and it is such a money, it's a big money industry. And so when p money's involved, a lot of people will manipulate things. And, and, th and that's what keeps it entertaining and interesting and keeps people on the edge of their seats. But well. I could be no, no, I, I think you're right on the money. I mean, this is this is what's interesting in, in the difference, Amanda, I think, between baseball and basketball and what you get with football. Football's once a week. Uh, it's it's very final. With basketball and baseball, you got tons and tons of games, right? And right. it just kind of seems like it gets stale and boring. But with football, you got to build these giant stadiums. And going to a professional NFL football game is like an event. It's an incredibly expensive event, but it's an event. And I just I just think you're right. It, it is so much money here. They have to sort of script it. I, I will tell you, Amanda, I have not seen so many bad NFL calls by referees, maybe ever, than what I've seen this season. Really? Well, what's interesting is I don't really watch football at all. Uh, my son's a huge Seahawks fan, so every once in a while I'll watch. But uh, just, uh, what was it, last weekend that was the last four teams? For some weird reason, I tuned in because I was super intrigued to see what was going on. And all the fights and the roughness, it caught my attention. And there I was sitting watching football that I don't even normally watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> ah, that's pretty good. All right, so you and Terry do a daily thing here on uh, on KSLM, and when is your your show on? So we do break-ins during Dan Bongino's show from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., so every half hour we break in during that time about four times. And what do you guys talk about? We talk about kind of anything and everything. We talk about a lot of different local businesses, um, like today we're going to have a local company come in that's raising money uh, to start up a Christian child care center. Um, things like that. We've got uh, different events going on, like our one that's coming up is the Willamette Sportsman Show on February 11th that we'll do a live show from. 
Um, or like the Polar Plunge for the special uh, Oregon Special Olympics. We'll be doing that and participating in that as well. And so just kind of highlighting local businesses, uh, events that are going on, and then some some political things. Like I, this week, I kind of got riled up over uh, Tina Kotex's proposal with uh, how much money she's going to be spending and all of that. But I don't know a lot about it, so it's kind of it can be nerve-wracking going into details like that. <laughs> no, but listen, listen. Here, here's the value of that is is because your life is not it doesn't revolve around politics like mine does. Correct. Okay. I mean, you have a lot of other interests. You got a young family, a husband. You guys got your own business. I mean, in, you're obviously in the business of radio. So your life, you're like most people, to be honest with you. Right. Right. And so what you think about things and how these issues. Uh, impact you it, it matters it matters to get your perspective so i'm going to ask you one right now do you think we should shoot down this chinese spy balloon that's over north dakota right now yeah i heard you talking about that and i think absolutely i think that's over our country and we have a right to actually verify and know what's going on with it and i feel like they can have a little bit more control on where it lands and if it can hurt anybody i think that's ridiculous that that would be their concern Thank you, Amanda, for joining us. And we're going to have you every week. Absolutely. I look forward to it, Jeff. Thank you, dear. It's Amanda Smith. Catch her and Terry today during the Dan Bongino Show. Tops and bottom for the hours at 6.30. Back in a moment. Your phone calls. It's Freedom Friday. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 23 minutes before the top of the hour. Hope you enjoyed that uh, short respite that... Oh, just respite from my blather. <laughs> with having Amanda on... We're going to have her on, like I said, uh, once a week. Uh, maybe, who knows? Maybe even more than that. We'll just see. Kind of see how it works out. Short segments telling you what's going on in the local area. Stuff that's uh, important, too. Not just all the political stuff we talk about, but all the other things. Here's what we are talking about. It is Freedom Friday, by the way. That means you can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Rich, hang on. I'll get to you in just a second. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails. To Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Um, you know, it finally warmed up last night, didn't it? But not by much. It was right at freezing out here on the farm. I got to tell you, at least my heating system, my little heat pump is keeping up. But if yours isn't, don't be miserable. Just call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll come on out to your place or your business. They'll fix it for you right away. They've got great discounts for veterans, seniors, and apartment managers. Freedom Heating and Air. They've built a great business in the Mid-Valley for 50 years by responding immediately. Emergency services. So you know what? If it's an emergency, 
give them a call. 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Or just check out their great website and all the great things that they do that can make your life better. Freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. It's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Let's go to Rich. Rich, good morning. Morning. This balloon is rich with ideas. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Inspired. Oh, yeah. Well, number one, I'll give you a few real quick, then I'll get off. Uh, one, uh, it's coming over so that it can give more information to its foreign agents, like Biden, on what they want to do next. They need to get, get to them right away. Uh, so they're using communications through the balloon. Next. Uh, Bill Gates is buying up land with Chinese money, so they want to make sure he's buying the right spot. Next, <laughs> yeah. uh, they've already bought land from Hunter Biden, and they just want to make sure they like what he bought. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> next, next, there's a balloon. It's not really communications. They're trying to figure out where the best spot is to put an EMP pulse in Canada and the United States. Yeah, you know, um, I think judging by our reaction to all of this, I mean, look, you know NORAD. I mean, I've, I've been inside Cheyenne Mountain, okay? Yeah. I know a little bit about how they track things in the air, including debris, space debris, okay? They track it all. Don't you think, Rich, they probably saw this balloon coming from a long way off? Oh, yeah. Well, the question is, this. I guess this general came out the other day and said we're going to be at war with China, and all of convenience. Now, conveniently, we have two balloons from them. Yeah, and conveniently, just before Secretary of State Anthony Blinken goes to <clears throat> Beijing. What kind of message do you think that, I mean, you, the EMT pulse thing, or the, the EMP, rather, pulse thing? Yeah. That, that's easily achievable with this kind of thing. And maybe the Chinese are just testing us to see what our response is going to be. Well, then there's another thing, too. For years, we used to fly over them, and they used to try and shoot us down, uh, all of uh, Gary Powers. Right. So how many times have they been flying over us, and our people have been paid not to do anything? Well, I mean, you kind of wonder, uh, did somebody from the White House um, tell the Joint Chiefs of Staff, stand down, don't shoot this thing down, let it go? I mean, it's not really a threat, right? Well, let's put it this way. It's probably been going on for years, and nobody's done nothing. I'm still under the, under the suspicion that why is it all of a sudden conveniently announced? Yeah, the Canadians are... Um, in fact, I, I'm looking at the press release from their national defense. Said yeah. they're monitoring a potential second incident. Well, the other second. thing too is, is this is this COVID is this going to be the COVID twenty three? You know, I hadn't thought about that. After you mentioned the EMP pulse, I I was thinking about that, but hadn't thought about that. The idea they just release some kind of a virus in the air. So, so do you think though that it would filter to the ground? I mean, you know, that's as high up oh, as yeah. that thing is. It, it's it in the jet, on the jet stream, right? stream and comes down. They've already tested that in 1976 
or 77 in the Bay Area with the CIA dropping an influenza by plane. You need to send me that story because I've not heard that. Well, I'll have not to dig it up, but I was, I was living down there. It was the big, uh, big, uh, everybody's whining about it. <laughs> okay. But remember that the CIA's never tested our, our army troops with LSD or anything like that either. No, 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 they haven't. No, they, they've never done anything like that. Or yeah. used them as guinea pigs in uh, nuclear weapons tests. Now, they've never done that either. Nobody's yeah. ever gotten radio sick, radiation sickness. And, and none of our troops got sick like the Oregon National Guardsmen in guarding those chemical pits in the Iraq war. No, nah, none of that never happened either. Yeah, it was just a rumor. Yeah, that's what I hear. Thanks, Rich. <clears throat> Appreciate it. Thanks for scaring us today. <laughs> I told you it was rich with interesting ideas. Yeah, well, yeah, you do have interesting ideas. Send me the story, though, about... I'll try and CIA dig it up. Dropping yeah, it was, like I said, it was all the rage at the time. And and don't forget your research project. I, I won't. The war I, I already know. Okay. I, I got that on the note. All right. All right, I got, thanks, I got the post it on my post it on my forehead. <laughs> there you go. By the way, there's a companion story here by Tristan Justice in the Federalist. Was the government ever going to tell us about the Chinese surveillance balloon? Huh? So he said, I went looking for aliens in Roswell two years ago on a reporting trip to New Mexico. The aliens might not exist, but the conspiracies certainly do. And he goes through a number of things about, you know, that all the Roswell incident and, and all of that. He said the military acknowledged that debris was part of a secret atomic project. They acknowledged this in 94, but the, remake, the records remain classified. Although Donald Trump said in 2020 he's heard very interesting things about Roswell. He refused to declassify any documents. Now, more than 75 years after the incident, more questions are arising over apparent airborne espionage object 1,000 miles north of Roswell. And they talk about the NBC News revealing that uh, it's supposedly this, this thing flew over the Alaskan Aleutian Islands, over Canada, for coming into airspace that just happens to be over, you know, some of our nuclear weapons sites and missile sites, you know? Um. So defense officials told reporters that military leaders refused to shoot the balloon down because a widespread debris field could pose a threat to human life in a rural state. And accordingly, the Wall Street Journal, Joe Biden was briefed about it on Wednesday. Here's what Tristan writes. Food for thought, folks. If the Pentagon knew the surveillance tool was on its way to the nuclear arsenal, again, the question I just talked about, NORAD tracks all this stuff, folks. They saw it coming well over the Aleutian Islands. If the Pentagon knew the surveillance tool was on its way to the nuclear arsenal, however, why didn't the president have it shot down when it was over Alaska? Ooh, that's a good question. Was Biden's briefing Wednesday his first? Why wasn't he told sooner? Why didn't officials inform the public when it crossed into U.S. airspace? Did our government maybe not catch the balloon and are now covering up for their own negligence? And why didn't the Canadians shoot it down? Ooh, that's a good question. 
Even more troubling is why the Chinese would have a surveillance balloon over Montana in the first place, considering Beijing's advanced satellites in low Earth orbit that provide all the bird's eyes images they need. They're sending a message before Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's visit to the Chinese capital next week. Is espionage through TikTok not enough? We might not have ever known about the balloon had the press not snapped a photo of it. We don't know what happened at Roswell, and we probably never will. Was it actually a weather balloon that crashed? Was the object part of a military experiment? Could it have been from a foreign government? Was it from the empire? Either an alien one from a galaxy far, far away? Or Red China? Will Billings be the new Roswell? Well, probably not, because unless we shoot it down, it's just going to keep floating across America, don't you think? Should we shoot it down? What do you think, folks? 503-589-1220. That's the Power Buick GMC Talk Band. 503-589-1220. There's a great story, by the way, in the Oregon Catalyst about the tolling in Oregon, the ugly secret. ODOT doesn't even need the money. What? Yeah, I'll get to that on the other side. Other things, what do you want to talk about? 503-589-1220, Street and Friday. One more segment to go back in a moment at 6. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back, friends. Great to have you with us. Last segment for this week, as a matter of fact. It's Freedom Friday. That means you can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Don't wait too much longer because we only got a few minutes left in the show. So if you want to get something off your chest, this is your day. 503-589-1220. That's the Power Buke GMC Talk Line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Rebecca Donaldson is, in fact, a real estate broker that can, well, benefit you, can really do a great job for you if you're thinking about buying or selling a home. And that's because she's at the top of her game. That's how she won Best of the Willamette Valley. And you know what? You There's a lot of real estate agents out there, but her and her team stay on top of the moment-by-moment changing real estate market and mortgage rates. And everything else revolving around that. So you know what? If you want to work with a real estate agent who really, really does a great job for you, call Rebecca Donaldson. 503-269-0747. 269-0747. Check out her website, rebeccasgothouses.com. It's all one word. Rebeccasgothouses.com. Got an email from Anna of Oregon People's Vote. By the way, we had a member of Oregon People's Vote there yesterday at the war room. And um, it was great. Uh, she, they're working on a project uh, to send out email alerts via email and text 
based on, especially texting, based on approvals. Uh, in light of the 4,000 bills that have already been uh, submitted for this legislative session, folks. And we talk about this stuff at the war room. We meet every Thursday, the Bay Room at the Ike Box at the end of the Capitol Mall and Cottage in Chemeketa. So go to Oregon People's Vote and sign up for these alerts. Be active and get going. Hey, it's Freedom Friday. Let's talk to our, our old buddy, Art. Art, good morning. Good to hear your voice. It's on your mind today. Oh, Jeff. I mean, it's so ridiculous. One thing I want to say about this, the hearing that they had and reaching quotas and all that thing for, uh, you know, energy and stuff. Right. right. Uh, I bet you there wasn't one mention of nuclear power. Uh, which is the only way that we even get close to being, you know, and, and to do, do all the energy stuff, Jeff. I mean, whatever it is. Uh, so, you know, it's all a big scam. The special interests want to make money off of us. Screw us. Uh, no matter what. And, and our good old legislature uh, continues to allow this to happen. We all know, you know, that natural gas and stuff is the cleanest energy around right now, yet they right. won't use it. They'll ban it and stuff. Um, and it's a proven fact that there's more carbon footprint uh, you know, doing it this other way with the solar and the battery and all that. Yep. Uh, and, and, and so it's all a big scam. We're getting scammed and it's about time we put our foot down and said, Hey, if you want to really solve problems or, you know, be more energy and independent and stuff, then, then let's talk about it all and tell the truth. But they'll never tell the truth, Jeff. You and I both know that because if they do, they won't make all the damn money that they're making behind the scenes from these special interests. That's right. It's all about money and power. Art, you've been around the process a long time. You know it because you've lived it. And you're spot on. Thanks, Art. Always great, great to hear your voice. Appreciate you calling. Yeah, great, great weekend. You too. You know, I got to tell you, that was one of the things that did come out of the hearing from the Republicans yesterday, is that no mention not only of no nuclear power, but what they did talk about is the proponents of House Bill 2021 and the reducing of all of this greenhouse gases said nothing, not a word yesterday about how are we going to recycle all these batteries, not just from cars, but all of these storage systems that are going to go have to go into homes to deal with when the wind turbines don't turn, when, you know, the sun doesn't shine? Not a word about that. Good for the Republicans. They did do that. Let's go to Kathy, and then I got to go to Anna before we end. Kathy, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning. Um, yeah, it's dead calm out here near Salem. So I don't know how wind turbines would work. Anyway, going back to the midterms, do you remember when Andrea Salinas was being criticized because she wanted to put tolls up 
And yep. during her campaign, she said, oh, I've backed off on that. That would just be too much work or too, I don't know. But do you remember her backing down out of that? Well, she had to because Mike Erickson was beating her to death over it. Now, he should have done more on it because I'll guarantee you, Andrew Salinas probably did some polling on tolling. Sorry for the poem there. Polling on tolling and found out that it was going to kill her if she kept yapping her gums about it. But you couldn't run away but from her voting people, record. She voted for it. I know. Don't don't you remember? Well, it was about two months or so or a month after the election that she brought it up again. Well, they of course. talking about it almost immediately, and I'm thinking, I wonder what her voters, if they remember, do they recall that she said no? Probably not. Kathy, thanks. It's a great point. I expect that the next election is going to revolve around the tolling issue because she'll have a voting record about it in Congress now, and she can't hide from it. Let's go to Anna. Anna, good morning. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to um, let you know um, I have an alert uh, on how uh, Kevin Mannix is going to be um, bringing forward uh, House Bill 2233 uh, next week in the Rules Committee, uh, either the 7th or the 9th. And this is having to do with the end automatic voter registration through Oregon Motor Voter and reestablishes the process of registration at any office of the Department of Transportation where licenses or renewal applications are distributed. Anyways, um, people can look up the bill, 2233 House bill, and, um, and be looking out to, to make comment um, when, it, when testimony is allowed, written comment, and they can make it as brief as they want, and that puts it on the record. And that's Thank what you, I Anna. You're right. And that's what we teach people to do, and we literally encourage people to do during a war room session every Thursday at the Ike Box right next to the Capitol from 8 to 3. We watch this stuff online. We talk about it. We teach you how to do exactly what Anna just said. Hey, I'll leave you with this. A Pfizer doctor said, I hope we don't find out this mRNA lingers in the body. As the new Project Veritas bombshell video has the Pfizer director of research saying, well, he's concerned the vaccine has side effects on women. Duh. Have a wonderful weekend. Watch out for the fallen debris of a tiny spider.